listen to the voice of survival podcast every other friday right here on the journey into comics network journeyintocomics.com the following is a journey into comics network production we're gonna fuck the sodomites in the Hi guys, it's me again, Dick here, finally making his triumphant return from sickness, my esteemed co-host. I'm vegan. (laughs) (laughs) My my vegetable only diet brought me back from my sickness and the fact that I bought all of Bitcoin. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Oh. Uh, I'm done with that. Yeah, that was enough. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Podcastrophy, episode 23. Also broadcasted live January 21st, 24th, 24th, <laughs> 2018. Oh, nice try. <laughs> I tried. I failed. That's how things go sometimes. That's life, man. That is life. How you doing today, Tyler? I'm doing a lot better. I'm still... Um, feeling a little bit of an aftermath from the sickness, mm-hmm. but man, last week I was struggling. It was full on, yeah. full on, uh, sinus infection everywhere, ear infection. I couldn't breathe. And you know, the running gimmick of just kind of, you know, like the last six, eight months is, uh, that I've just given up the will to live all the time. And <laughs> Here, here lately, especially you and uh, a lot of our coworkers and our good, our good inner circle of friends have started to count my cries for help every day. Yeah. And uh, last week, I like the week before, I had a record high for cries for help, and then you know it's kind of weird. The next couple days after that, I had like a record low for cries for help, and I was actually fighting for life <laughs> because like I've kind of got this thing where. I'm like an old Viking warlord. I'm just searching for something strong enough to take me out of this world that's obviously yeah. not myself. And uh, I wasn't going to let that sickness do it. Because I, I was I was hurting. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I actually mentioned last week on uh, the episode with Yesterday's Chips, Dave and uh, Tyler. Shout out to Yesterday's Chips, Dave and Tyler. What's up, Dave and Tyler? Uh, thank you guys again for joining me last week. Uh, but I mentioned to them, I was like, yeah, Tyler had like 11 cries for help and that's like an all time high. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, and then you had like two the next day. Mm-hmm. It was, that was also crazy. I'm like, damn. Highs and lows, man. It's an ebb and flow. That's right. Highs and lows, ebbs and flows. Rhyme. Hee hee. Hee hee. All right. So, uh, we had, we had another guest today, but, uh, he had to drop off last minute uh it sucks but you know that's how the game goes uh and you know it kind of worked out because like you 
you've been talking to me all week about this show and uh, how like all these things that you want to talk about. I have a lot of stuff to oh, talk yeah. about, especially because I wasn't here last week. So yeah. I've got a little bit from last week, and then um, I have a hard time a lot, especially. You know, I'm obviously not. We are obviously not old men by any means. Yeah. Um, but here, the last couple of years, um, you know, I'm I have a pretty active imagination, and I'll get all these ideas of stuff I want to talk about or stuff I want to do. Especially, you know, simple shit like I want to do this when I get home, and then, I, you know, not long ago it was I I would never forget anything. And, you know, now with being a dad and a husband and, you know, the hustle and bustle of the fast-paced life that we all live, it's like that shit is just fleeting moments. I get the idea, and if I don't write it down or put it in my phone or ask somebody else to remind me later, yeah, I'm going to forget it. So I've done a pretty good job this week of using my uh, American privilege here on my cell phone and jotting a lot of this shit down. Awesome. Yeah, I, I need to get better at doing that. Uh, but like I was saying, um, it we were supposed to have a guest, and then you had you had all these ideas that you wanted to talk about, all these mm-hmm. things you wanted to talk about. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, shit, like, is our guest going to be able to like actually talk about that stuff? And you know, that's that's kind of the struggle of having a guest uh, that isn't typically part of the show, right? Like, uh, so you got to kind of cater to the guests, you got with what they can and can't talk about, because like. We wanted to talk about we like we went and saw Den of Thieves mm-hmm. over the weekend, and uh, you wanted to, we wanted to talk about that, but I don't think he's seen it. So I'm like, I don't want to have a guest on here and then just not be able to participate. Well, and you definitely don't want to ruin a good experience yeah, for somebody too. else too. Huh. I've been trying to like adjust my mic stand, and I thought you were just playing with it. No, like it was just too tight, and like with like the way the cable is sitting and it was just hard to do it without fucking with the cable right so who knows but yeah uh yeah i've got a few things i want to talk about i i kind of discussed a little bit after work today um but well do you want to break into something first or do no you want... i'll let i'll allow you to have the floor pal. okay so the the first thing you know you and i have talked about a little bit last week the uh the huge drug bus that came out of last week <laughs> the uh <laughs> The like, I mean, it's just kind of hard to even fathom the one ton. So that's two thousand pounds. Yes, two thousand pounds of cocaine. Cocaine found inside of pineapples. This was a bust made in Europe. Uh, I don't remember the actual country where they busted the load of pineapples, but this is two thousand pounds mm-hmm. of cocaine. That is a shit ton of cocaine. Yes. And and what's even weirder is one of our coworkers, Eddie, he's like, Yeah, man, that's how the cartels have always done it. Like <laughs> Like he knows. Like, like yeah, like well and he was pretty confident. It's like, you know, I've spent a lot of time in California and the southern US, uh, like the American Southwest, a lot of states that border Mexico. And, you know, I I've I don't necessarily want to say the privilege, but I've seen a lot of interaction shit with the cartel and you know when you live in southern california you're you're pretty well aware of the cartel's doings around you and you know not to be a part or you know not to get involved um but 
He's like, yeah, man, they, they put it in the pineapples or the fruit. So, you know, if the if the drug dog comes up to it and hits on it, then, you know, if they can't find it right away, then they just think that the dog is hitting on whatever the food source is, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really freaking clever. And it's just, it just compounds into all this other stuff because, you know, heritage aside, a lot of people... A lot of people right now will say, "Well, we're we're in the Middle East to stop terrorism," and you know, then then comes the big talks about, "Well, we're there to secure the oil," and and all of that is not incorrect. But the biggest reason we're in the Middle East right now, primarily in Afghanistan, is to secure the opium trade. Yeah, Afghanistan is the number one opium producing country in the world. They produce more opium, so they grow more poppies than like 90% of the rest of the earth combined. That is a shit ton of opium-producing plants. Yes. That then, you know, that opium turns into heroin and it's spread all over the oh, all over the world. But who buys more drugs than anyone else in the world? Well, the U.S. and Europe. So that's... Big farm. That's the... Well, you know, not, not, not just the pharmaceutical companies, but... The war on drugs that we created and that we continue to fund and, yeah, you know. So, I just thought it was nuts, though. Number one, that it's a miracle that whatever agency or whatever organization caught this 2,000 pounds of cocaine. 2,000 pounds <laughs> of cocaine. But think of, think of <laughs> you know, Brandon, Brandon uh, talked about a huge heroin bust here in the U.S. today, and it was like $10 million worth of heroin. Yeah, inside a car, right? Inside a car, yep. So think about how much it, the street value of one ton of cocaine. I know. I was, uh, I think, I, I can't remember. I feel like, so this last Friday, I recorded uh, episode 22. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a lot of it because I'd been drinking, right? And we played Cards Against Humanity, so not a lot. It wasn't very topical. It was more just like, "Hey, we're playing Cards Against Humanity," right? But I can't remember if I brought this subject up or not. So if if I'm repeating myself, sorry. But like when I saw that article, I had two thoughts: one, somebody's fucking pissed. Yeah, no <laughs> Somebody shit. Somebody out there is fucking pissed because two ton- two tons of their cocaine is just was it gone. two? T- was it two tons or one? Or, ton? Oh, sorry, one ton. One ton, two thousand pounds. Numbers mixed up gotcha. again. Um, I'm number dyslexic. And two, I'm gonna as soon as I get off work, I'm gonna go to Walmart or Payless and just buy all <laughs> buy the fucking, fucking pineapples. pineapples. I'm buying them all. We we had just got paid that day, so That's I'm like, right. I have money. I'm going. I'm buying all the all the. I'll make it back. Well, <laughs> so you you made the comment that somebody is pissed. Absolutely, somebody is oh, fucking yeah. mad. And there's probably at least thirty two people dead. The weird, the, the fucking terrifying thing about the cartels, you know, all the all the shit that they do is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they kidnap people, they put them in fifty five gallon drums, and then fill the drum with like hydrochloric acid or yeah. caustic, which is sodium hydroxide, which is incredibly uh, detrimental to your skin and your body. If you get caustic in your eye, it instantly blinds you. When you get caustic on your skin, the feeling is very slimy because what's actually happening... happening Dissolving your skin. It's dissolving your... It's not just dissolving your skin. It's taking the fat that's in, that's ingrained in your skin and your body mm-hmm. and turning it into soap. 
So if you remember back to the yeah, scene, yeah. remember back to the scene in the Fight Club, the stuff that he dumps on um, Edward Norton's hand is caustic. Yeah. So he's turning Edward Norton's hand, a portion of his hand, into soap. So that's fucking nuts, man. Don't fuck with cartels. <laughs> no, I, I had no intention of it. Um, yeah, it's so much cocaine. So much cocaine. But it's it's just nuts that they caught it. Yeah. You know, because if you think if you think about it, they caught one ton of cocaine in this shipment of pineapples or fruit or whatever it was. Think about how many other shipments of pineapples or whatever media that they're using to traffic this cocaine. Think about how many of those went uncaught. Yeah. You know, that's nuts. That's so much cocaine. Fucking cocaine and pineapples, man. <laughs> I still want to try to go out and buy some. <laughs> I'm every... You walk into Walmart, y'all got any of them cocaine pineapples? <laughs> the way I look at it, uh, I'll just be, everybody's like, hey, you, you doing the Powerball this week? Doing Powerball? No, I'm actually going to go to Walmart and buy a pineapple. <laughs> that it, It's like a new lottery. Right. It's a new lottery. No you go, shit. You go buy a pineapple. Maybe you're a winner. Most likely you're not going to be. But if you are a winner, well, then you have another choice. Do you turn it in? <laughs> do you use it? Call you, up a couple hookers and... Do you fucking so fuck take so a few bumps? So you've got uh, the blow, you just need the hookers. Yeah. You take okay. a few bumps or you try to sell it yourself. I think if I think if, <laughs> I think if I secured a large amount of any... Uh, super illegal drug. You know, all drugs are yeah. super illegal. But if I if I secured a hard drug, hard drugs. Thank you. If I secured a large amount of hard drugs, um, I would definitely secure a middleman. Um, especially because you know I don't want the DEA kicking down my front door like, you bought that shipment of pineapples and we taking you away. <laughs> It's like, no, man, I just bought a pineapple. I know the dude down the street. He bought them all. You know, like, I bought those fucking things at the farmer's market. Farmer's market with pineapples. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, shit. So is, is that is that all for the, the pineapple discussion? Yeah, I thought that would be a oh good, a, kind of a good comical thing to, yeah, that's, to start the night off That's a with. good start. Um I have I have something real quick. Lay it on us. Um, earlier earlier this afternoon, today, whenever uh, Bruise with Dudes host Nick Maxson, okay, uh, he shared a video, and and I don't I don't know if I really wanted to get into a big discussion on the subject, but I thought it was a really interesting video. Okay, um, it's the subject is net neutrality. All right, and they a lot of people are really confused about the subject of net neutrality. And so uh, this video kind of, in a sense, they, they what they did was they exper- experimented with a Burger King. Okay. To kind of try to make people see it in a different light. Or not a different light, but like uh, in terms they can understand. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and watch that. Okay. Uh, yeah, real quick while he's getting the video pulled up. Net neutrality... Um, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm just a regular guy, and uh, I do my best to stay not involved in politics and a lot of the stuff that's going on. Net neutrality is a big freaking deal, folks. Yeah. So it really edu- is. watch this video. Do your own research. Educate yourself. 
because this is not something that we want to go away. or hyper-fast MBPS. MBPS, of course, standing for making burgers per second. So if we want to offer now, we have to pay $26? Well, that's that's how you get it fast. That's the highest priority. This is like a lane system? Maybe like 15, yeah, fast lane, slow lane. So like maybe like 15, 20 minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Corporation, please, if they can that lady was so fucking pissed. That's a very well done video. Yeah, it was uh, posted by Burger King. Uh, so there's there's the credit credit due there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, I li- like I said, it's a very well done video. Obviously, you know, they spent the money on yeah, it's the Burger production King. value. It's Burger King, they have the cash. Um, it, it's really cool. Sorry to interrupt. But no, you're all right. I mean, I sit, I sit there and ask you your thoughts, and here I am. <laughs> no, you're all right. Um, it's really cool that Burger King's on it. Well, I mean, it's weird to think that, you know, a lot of us complain about certain companies uh, over-marketing, and, you know, we complain about a lot of different things as people. Um, it's it's kind of cool that a, a major corporation like Burger King is getting involved to try and educate us. Yeah. You know, not just their consumer, but just, you know, they're people like us, and they're going to be affected just the same as we are if net neutrality, you know, fully gets repealed and goes away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you showed me that. I hope I hope everybody kind of takes the same thing away from it that I did. That you know, just go through and and educate yourself. You know, don't as much as we we rely on the internet to teach us things. Um, do your due diligence and do the research and educate yourself. Definitely. Because like I said, net neutrality is a big freaking deal. Oh, yeah. Brandon Stone comments on the live feed. Uh, Hi, Brandon, host and co-host of uh, Journey into Comics, Journey into Wrestling, and Game Addicts. How you doing, Brandon? He says, the only way to fight corporate money is with corporate money. You know, that's sad. It's sad, but but it's very true. <laughs> you know, this is why I'm a big proponent of Thunderdome and uh, anarchy in general. Because think about it, you know, they uh, they they say, you know, net neutrality is gone. Well, I'm going to tr- challenge whoever decided to push the removal of net neutrality to Thunderdome. And if I kill him in armed combat, fight to the death... We get to keep net neutrality. So you want to ch- challenge the head of the FCC? Yeah, I'll challenge that fucker right now. I don't, I don't remember his name. He's a douche. Yeah, he is a douche. He's a giant douche. He's like, a giant Everything doucher. I've said, or everything I've seen of him, every little quote, and just every picture, he's just this giant fucking douchebag. I'll challenge that fucker to Thunderdome right now. I'll challenge him to Thunderdome. I'll fucking wreck him. We'll both wreck him. Yes. Heritage. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm normally not bad at high fives. I'm really bad with my left hand. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, next subject. Go. All right, just Let's do second. this. We're gonna we're just gonna rattle them off. All right. Well, the the quick one that I have off the top of my head before I pull my list back up, um, I kind of got this idea a little bit. There's an actor that you and I both really appreciate. Yes, and we we've talked about quite a bit, even on the podcast. Um, but in your opinion, what are your two most underappreciated actors in Hollywood? And I'm I'm oh, not shit. talking I'm not talking like the Baldwin brothers doing their 75th B movie. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from the Baldwin brothers' <laughs> acting talents because they are a talented group of guys. Um, but what what are your two most underappreciated actors in Hollywood? Oh, that's a that's a really good question. I I've never really thought of that. I, I, I'm I've, always when I think underrated, I always think of musicians because mm-hmm. like, I'm a music guy. Um, so like underrated musicians, I would say Mark Tremonti. Okay, you know who that is? No. Uh, he started as guitarist for Creed. Okay. Alter Bridge, and now he has uh, his own. Uh, his, his solo act, which is Tremonti. Okay. Um, super underrated guitarist. All right, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I love Mark Tremonti. Incredible guitarist. But underrated actors? Well, okay. Shit. Let me, let me tell you my two. Go for it. Because I, I almost guarantee the one that I'm going to say first is also the one, one of the ones that you would say. Carl so, Urban. Okay. I so, would, he wouldn't be on my list, but, you know, yeah. Well, think about it. All the movies that Carl Urban has done, what movie has he been cast as the major A-list lead? You know, the hero or the savior or whatever, what have you. You know, other than Pathfinder, what movie, or, or Doom, 
what movie has he really been cast as as the main character? The, like the main guy. The guy. You know, he really hasn't. And that and that's the point, or part of the reason I wanted to bring this up because Carl Urban, in my opinion, is one of the best supporting actors in Hollywood. He's fantastic. He's amazingly talented. He has the ability, um, you know, to do his own thing and to take charge and, and you know, kind of steal the show. Yeah. But he's never really needed to because he's done such a good job as a supporting actor. Um, I'm just waiting for Jacob Wells to pop up in here because he seems to always pop up when we're talking about movies. He was complaining about this. Movie cast! Yeah, he's like... He he says he says hey let's uh you should change the name of your uh podcast to uh m- l- movie talk that's what he said movie he's such talk a little douche. I'm like shut the fuck up you're twenty he, how old is he uh nineteen he's nineteen years old you're not even a real fucking person you're not a he real could person. be forty and he's not a real person yeah that's fair if he never changes his but ways, you know a little a little bit more in Carl Urban you know he's he's done a lot of of interesting projects you look at just. And I'm not talking that I'm not saying that these uh, movies or these projects that he was involved in were very good. Yeah. Um, but you look at Doom. You know the the video game movie thing has all has kind of been shit on since it started. You know nobody has done a really good job with a video game movie. Mm-hmm. But I thought he played a good character in Doom. And then you go to Pathfinder. That movie was terrible. But the premise, the idea, be- you know, the idea behind the movie, yeah, that I movie like that. could have been really, really good. Now, was that based off like a comic or a book or anything I, like that? I, I'm not sure if it was based on anything. I think maybe it was an original idea. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of based on actual history. You know, yeah, of course. We've proven that Scandinavians uh, were the first explorers, we should mm-hmm. say, to venture mm-hmm. onto our continent that we live on. Yes. Um, but I, I, when that movie was first, uh, trailered or marketed, I thought that, you know, this is a really cool concept and, you know, it's got fucking Carl Urban in it. Yeah. And this is going to be really good. And then, you know, you watch it and it's total shit. But other than Star Trek, I feel like, which he did a fantastic job. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know that you could have cast anybody better as Bones. He, he did such an awesome job as Bones. Like, holy shit. Um, but other than that, you know, what movie franchise or just movie in general has he really been in that had a super high production value? I don't know of any. Yeah, there's he not did. Many. He did a Western um, in the early 2000s, Comanche Moon, which is a uh, prequel to The Lonesome Dove. Uh, series the mini series um i liked comanche moon i thought that was one of his better movies um but you know and then you have priest he played the kind of uh pseudo antagonist you, did you, ever, did you ever see priest priest that's the one the vampire post-apocalyptic movie oh yeah i haven't seen that it's it, it's one of the better uh standalone science fiction movies to come out of <laughs> you said priest for whatever mo- for whatever reason my mind went to the movie uh legion it's very similar to that yeah that's okay so why i thought so of the it. angel and legion is the main character in priest interesting i don't i can't ever remember that actor's name he plays vision yeah in yeah Avengers. paul bettany paul bettany thank you so he was the uh former priest 
that fought alongside Paul Bettany's character in that movie, which is based off a comic um, or graphic novel series. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was captured by vampires and turned to the dark side. And I, th- I thought he played a really good villain. And I, I just think, you know, I kind of sound like a super Carl Urban fanboy right now, but I, I feel like he... There's no reason that Carl Urban couldn't have done, um, what was that movie that DiCaprio, DiCaprio did and finally got his Oscar? Oh, The Revenant? The Revenant. I don't see any reason why Carl Urban couldn't have been cast as that character and done just as good a job as DiCaprio. Right, because, I mean, DiCaprio, of, of all the movies to get nominated for the Oscar, that one... Like, I didn't really care. I, I, I liked the movie. Yeah, it wasn't a bad movie, but, like... DiCaprio didn't do shit except right. for moan and crawl around the whole movie. Right. Like he uh, just showed emotional anguish and terror the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but any I wouldn't say anybody could do that, but it's just uh. and and I I use that as an example, um, just because of what you just said about DiCaprio, you know, of all movies that he gets nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Um, like he should have got Wolf of Wall Street. Right. No doubt. Hands down. Um, but I feel like Carl Urban's just kind of been shorted and, and not given, not been given the credit that where mm-hmm. it's due. He has an opportunity if they do it to, uh, be a main villain. And that is in a new Riddick movie. And I forgot about, uh, Vaco. Yeah. Fantastic job. Yeah. So, do you want me to go ahead and into my next one, or do you want to throw um, one out there? Before you do, uh, Journey into Comics has commented on the live feed and says, if Tyler and Dick were Thor and Banner on Sakaar, who would be who? I would be Banner. Really? Yeah. Just You're giving me Thor. I'm giving you, th- giving me Thor. I'm giving you Thor because, number one, the Hulk is my favorite superhero of all time. And number two... There is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times every day of my life over the last 15 years where if I could have turned into a giant green hulking man and smashed everything around me, I would have. That's fair. I guess so, I, I would identify more as Thor anyways. I mean, you got my devilish good looks. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm really funny. That's right. Sometimes. Who would have ever thought that Chris Hemsworth could be that funny? Oh, dude! You know, on Chris a, Hemsworth is on fucking a tangent hilarious. here. You know, when he when he first started coming in into mainstream yeah. movies, I never would have cast him in a comedy. I just I, I never I never would have imagined him being a good comedian, and he does a fantastic job. You're reading these comments. Dick likes smoldering <laughs> fire. Tyler like raging fire. Yes, yes. Dick likes smoldering fire. Yes. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, such a good such fucking a movie. Fucking they did such a good movie. job with that. Oh, yeah, like, just so much comedy, so much comedy in that movie, so much improv. Hats off to them, hats off to them. Here's another Nate Phillips uh, comment. Can I challenge him to the Grandmasters Contest of Champions? Fuck yes, you can. After I kill him in Thunderdome. (laughs) Anyway, so so who you got for your underappreciated actors? Oh man, I had it. Um, I would say Ezra Miller. I like him a lot. Okay, because uh, I've seen him in a few movies, uh, such as. Uh, well, the first movie I saw him in was uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like all sorts. That of That was movies. kind of an indie hit, it wasn't is, it? It is. Uh, it had uh, Emma Watson. Okay. 
Uh, and it, it's all based off of like it's ba- there's a lot of um, like David Bowie songs and like older ah okay old like older like indie. Like I think radio, I've seen it. I just can't really show. remember it. Oh, uh, it's a it's a really good movie. Uh, and you know Ezra Miller plays like this this gay character fits fits the role. I mean he, he can play that role spot on. I don't know if he is gay or not, but uh, not that it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. But like no, he played that role really well. Uh, he was great as Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. All the, albeit it was a different Barry Allen than what I'm used to with uh, Grant Gustin, and uh, I, I I liked it, but it was different. It was not my favorite, but it was he 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 played what he needed to play. From what little bit I have seen from Justice League, and then you know the, like we get a couple snippets in like Suicide Squad yeah. um, when we're getting introduced to Captain Boomerang. Um, I agreed with you you know we've talked about this a little bit if i were going to cast somebody as flash it definitely wouldn't be him um i was i was very when i saw it i was like okay i can see this happening see and i was the complete opposite i was like and then then once i saw the movie i was like "Eh, that was a bit different than i expected (coughs) i'm uh personally i'm a bigger fan of marvel comics than i am dc so Unfortunately, I've kind of not given uh, DC the the Warner Brothers movies their due regard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've I waited a long time to see uh, Wonder Woman. I think the only two movies that I saw in theaters so far have been uh, BVS and Suicide Squad. Okay. So uh, I've seen snippets from Justice League. It's definitely going to be one that I. You know, just buy on Blu-ray when it comes out, and then watch it at home when it, I have it, time. You know, I believe it's it's worth a purchase, honestly. Well, and, and from the snippets that I've seen, and from the people that I've talked to, you know, you and Brando, and uh, my uncle saw it. You know, like the first week that it came out, and he didn't give it super high reviews, but he hasn't any of them. And I, as I've said this many times on all the podcasts that I've been on. As long as I'm entertained, as long as I yeah. can, as long as I can justify spending the ten dollars or whatever it is for a movie ticket, why would I complain about it? You know. So I look forward to seeing the full movie when I do. And and from what I have seen, I think they did a really good job with the cast of Justice League. You know, I've said it many times now. I I feel like they nailed Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, yeah. I really like Batfleck. And I also really like Henry Cavill as Superman. And mm-hmm. Batman and Superman are my two least favorite superheroes. So if if they did a good enough job casting uh, to make me interested in the characters again, why would I not watch it? Mm-hmm. You know. So it it was really it was really funny going through like my Facebook memories like a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, on there it fi- it finally came to the day where. Um, Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, and I was just, I was, and of course, like I, me being me and me being part of the many, um, everybody just flipped their shit and they're like, "Are you kidding me? Did you not see Daredevil? Like he's gonna fucking suck." Well, he's gonna... what? Not just Daredevil. Look at Gigli. Yeah, you but, know, well, arguably in, in one of the of... worst movies of all time. Yes. Uh, in in regards to just superheroes, though, like Daredevil, like. Ugh. But then they released the first image of him as Batman, and I was like, I'm interested. <laughs> but it, it's funny how your opinion shifts. And, like, I was just, 
I was basing everything off of Daredevil. Right. And I, I actually like Ben I actually have always liked Ben Affleck. But Daredevil's terrible. I haven't seen Gigli because I don't want to see Oh, Gigli. good God, it's bad. Um, uh, as, as for my other uh, underrated actor, I'm pretty torn because I'm looking at my pop vinyl army in front of me and I, I, got, I got two choices. I got either T.J. Miller, okay, who is just hysterically funny, off the cuff almost 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just hysterically funny. Like, he, it, it, fucking hilarious. I love the guy. Uh, and then you got Nick Offerman. Okay. Not in enough stuff, which is okay. Uh, quality over quantity, you know? Right. Uh, I don't want to get burnt out on Nick Offerman or T.J. Miller. So I'm okay with them kind of being under the radar, not mega stars. I feel you. Uh, but Nick Offerman, he he has this ability to play this like really stoic, like hard ass. But, and he does it very well. But he he's such a goofball. Right. He 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 like when he when he flips the switch, he becomes a total goofball, and you just <laughs> if you've never seen Parks and Recreation, I highly recommend it because he's. He plays the character Ron Swanson. And I would say watch Parks and Rec just for Ron Swanson. Oh, definitely. definitely. You know, not to mention you've got Chris Pratt thrown in there too. So, mm-hmm. fucking watch Parks the, and the Rec. The whole cast is great. I mean, you you cycle through your favorite characters very very often because like you you think oh this character is annoying, but oh well this is this guy's hilarious, and then you then you actually start to like the characters you hate, and then suddenly you can't decide. Who do you love more? Do you love fucking Andy Dwyer or fucking Aziz Ansari? Right. Or or Gary, who changes his name like five times in the show. <laughs> Amy Poehler's really good. Oh, too. Amy Poehler's always awesome. Uh, she's hilarious. She's she's just so ridiculous with her acting. What? Well, like it, I can't favorite her really. She's so calm about it. Yeah, because it just seems so natural. That's right. It fits her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her her psychotic nature just fits her face. Mm-hmm. I feel it, you yeah. there. Yeah. So my other actor is Sam Worthington. Holy shit. I was thinking about him while we were, while we were discussing Carl uh, uh, Urban. So Sam Worthington. I has, love you too, Dave Linder. Has done a few movies. Uh, Brandon and I were talking about this the other day. Like, what the hell happened to Sam Worthington? You know, he did Avatar. That was his yeah. first big break in Hollywood. You know the the highest grossing film of all time, yeah, worldwide, many times over. Uh huh. And then he did Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, and then just fucking disappeared. Uh, he did Terminator Salvation. That's true. I forgot about that. Uh, he also did. Oh, and man, see, and that's he did on Man on a Ledge, and that movie was. I liked it. I haven't seen it. Um, Terminator Salvation is one of my favorites in the series. Honestly, yeah, I loved that movie. Well, I, I saw it twice in theaters. I really loved his character. Yeah. The prototype Terminator. That was really fucking cool. Dude, yeah, I, I, I loved everything about And, you know, uh, my friend Justin, he just shits all over Sam Worthington. Really? He, he Or he used to. And he'd be like, he'd, he'd, he'd try to be like, yeah, I'm Sam Worthington. I'm a, I'm a total badass. Check it out. I'm going to do this running jump thing. And he would just, he'd like, but that was just who who Justin is. He, right. He likes, to, he, he is one of those people that if he doesn't like something, he will shit all over it. Whether it's justified or not. Yeah. And it, it like, uh, I remember, uh, tangent a little bit. Um, I remember when 
Five Finger Death Punch came out with their CD, um, Wrong Side of Heaven, Righteous Side of Hell. Right. Uh, and I was just sitting in the living room with uh, my good old friend Scott, jamming it out, like listening to it for like the first time. Or I think it was the first time I listened to it with Scott. I had mm-hmm. already listened to it. But, Great album, um, by the way. Oh, yeah. I love that album. It's one of the last good ones by them. But uh, so we're just sitting there listening to it. And here comes Justin. He's hanging out for a little bit and he's just listening. He's, after after Ivan Moody, the singer, like finishes singing a line, Justin goes, "Dad," <laughs> <laughs> it's because it, he he has this, um, he had this like thing about heavy metal mm-hmm. music. Like he liked it. That's the funny thing. He he actually liked some heavy music, um, but uh, he would he had this thing where anything that was like, kind of angry, he always just made it seem like it was about them whining about their dads. It's like the general stereotype of right. fucking metal. And I'm like, you are such a cunt. <laughs> <coughs> if you watch this, Justin, sorry I hated about, you for that shit. Sorry about you. <laughs> but anyway, back to Sam Worthington. I love Sam Worthington. I, I know there was a movie that came out, I want to say 2016. It was, uh, I hate to use the the chick flick term, but it, it wasn't a movie that I would have went and seen in theaters or even, you know, purchased to see in my home just from what I saw in the trailer. Um, and other than that, and I don't, you know, I don't even remember the title of it. <laughs> he just fucking disappeared. Yeah. So, uh, and I, and I don't know if it's, yeah, I did avatar and you know, I made enough money to buy Hollywood from avatar and now I really don't need to do anything else. Mm hmm. And Clash and Wrath of the Titans were both really bad. Um, I liked Clash. Wrath sucked. They both sucked. I mean, they, they were cool little action flicks, but but they, they just weren't very good. No, they weren't. Um, and then, like I said, he just disappeared, and, and I would really like to see him come back. Uh, he is actually in a Netflix miniseries okay. right now. Or that just came out like not long ago. I, I don't know how long ago it came out. With another actor we brought up today, Paul Bettany. Really? Uh, it's called Uni- it, I can't remember what it's called. It's about the Unabomber. It's about the real story. Ah, of the that's right. Yeah, I, um, I remember when that was airing on TV. Okay. Oh, that was on TV. Yes. Cool. I think it cool. was. Um, I want to say A and E, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I started watching. I ended up falling asleep, and like five episodes went by. So. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember I planned on recording it, and then I think I just never set my TV to record it, and then I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, he's like the agent that's trying to hunt down the universe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I can't remember. There's something special about like why they picked him to do it, but yeah. I'll, I'll probably finish it. I, I need to because I I like Sam Worthington and I like Paul Bettany. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, you know where the first time I saw Paul Bettany? Or is that a Knight's Tale? <laughs> See, and that's <laughs> that. You know, we can talk about Paul Bettany for a minute. He has done so many different types of characters. Yeah, and he does a great job every time. You look at a Knight's Tale, one of my favorite movies of all time, one of Heath Ledger's best movies I think he ever did. Um, you know, you look at a Knight's Tale, and they just have... They nailed that fucking cast. Every member of that cast is constantly giving something and filling their role, and they do it 100%, and they all feed off of each other. Um, 
And then, you know, you get introduced to Paul Bettany's character, not not very far into the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he makes the rest of the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. You get all the emotional stuff from Heath Ledger and his character and his family, or his, his uh, character's family, and, you know, him rising above his station. And then you've just got Paul Bettany right there the whole time, nailing it home. Yeah. And the other two characters who went on, uh, one of them, uh, the bigger guy, I can never remember his name, he went on to do uh, the show Still Standing. I really liked that show. And then he was Robert Baratheon in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. That's right. Like, shit. I didn't even recognize him until someone pointed it out. I'm like, what? And this is like a couple years after I had already watched it. Right. I was like, holy shit, that is him. Yeah. Uh, which blew, That blew my mind. And then the other guy was Walsh in Firefly and um, Serenity. Yes. But do you know what else he was? He was the... Have you seen Rogue One? Yeah. He was the robot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he was the fucking... K2SO. I, yeah, K2SO. He was that guy. And and I, I was watching the making of it, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and he did, he did it really good. Don't, had, don't you like it how we have so many actors that we like, and we can't ever remember their fucking names? Yes. But we can remember their characters, at least. I, like, back to the Sam Worthington thing. I think for, like, a solid six months, I called him Sam Washington. <laughs> because I couldn't fucking ever remember his name. Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Samuel Jackson. Samuel He's L. not Samuel L. He's uh, Samuel Jackson. I will forever <laughs> call him Samuel L. And I say it like that every time. Samuel L. Samuel Jackson. There you oh, go. Yeah. English. Do um, you speak it? Moving on. Uh, I, I actually had a subject. I had some... Fun Facebook happenings happen today. All right, late on. Uh, I already told you about it. I'm gonna go ahead and get this prepared in my little live feed here. Uh, but basically, I had a friend uh, post a status, and she said, um, "I found it." She says, "I can't watch. Well, I still can't watch anything with Robin Williams without crying." So then the fun hap- The fun started. Very first comment. And I'm going to go ahead and pop this up on the screen. Uh, sorry if names get shown and they don't want their name shown. My bad. Uh, probably won't. I, I just don't have the ability to censor shit out since I don't have a full fucking production crew. But here we go. going to go ahead and do this. Okay, so the very first comment from Mr. Jimmy McClary. This, this guy's a Captain Doucher 9000, by oh, the way. Yeah. He says, you know how he died, don't you? great grammar already uh abby says yes and then i come in i said what does that matter shows he was a freak you obviously only know what msm told you a while ago i don't know what i don't msm is but okay msn whatever i go that's cool i love people who judge people they don't know based off the little piece of the picture they can see from outside the window they're looking through jimmy responds and I love how people put other people up on a pedestal they've never met because they've seen them in a movie. The sick fuck died jacking off as he had had belt tied around his neck. So yeah, go ahead and act like you're some intellect when you're, you are just a moron. Let you me guess. You are. You are just a moron. Let me guess. You like pedophiles too. Oh yeah, we love them. Oh yeah. I say... 
careful. Your intelligence is showing. And then my next comment was just the thumbs up. Um, next comment. He's a sick fuck for jacking off. Don't act like you don't touch your own dick. <laughs> he says, no. No, I do that shit daily. But to hang myself up with a belt around my neck as I jack off kind of makes him a sick fuck. But hey, please, let's hear more from you. This we guy's all, such a douche. We all have our own fetishes. He says, I guess so. Next person says, so because someone hangs themselves up, hangs themselves with a belt, it suddenly means they were jerking it. People like you are why our president thinks he's a genius. <laughs> this next comment's the best one. Oh, yeah, here he goes. Jimmy McClary. No jackass. Because someone hung themselves while jacking off. Maybe research before opening your mouth. And by the way, President Trump is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> that, that in itself says it right there. Yep. There Why you this go. guy's a douche. Whether you support Trump or not, the, he so, is not so, yeah, a fucking the, genius. The, the, the veil has been lifted. We know this person. Now. Right. We officially know what we're getting into at this point. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to read all of the comments. Just This, this is just the initial. Um, One of the highlights, though, is the source that he's citing. Hold on, I'm going to get there. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'll let you do there. it. So the, the original poster, Miss Abby, she says, I can't find an article or anything about his death besides him committing suicide. <laughs> also, haven't laughed so hard in years, but you calling our president a genius did the fuck did the trick. So thank you for giving me a good laugh again. The next comment is Mr. Jimmy McClary. <laughs> he posts he posts a link. Where does that link lead? IGN.com. This is his news source. IGN for, IGN is the mecca of credible look, news sources. Let's look at this. It's on a message board. It's not even uh, an actual news a news article on IGN message board. Rob the top, the subject is Robin Williams died doing a David Carradine 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 Carradine, Carradine it seems. First post the the first post on the thing says according to some sources Robin was wanking it when he bought the farm. <laughs> he is now studying kung fu with some guy in the afterlife. And it's like literally like there it's not a, it's not a this, this Jimmy McClary. I like how you announce his name. Jimmy McClary decides that this is a refutable source of news. Like this is a refutable news source that he can like make base all of his fucking knowledge off of. I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up when you did because this is going to bring me into my next topic. This is why. We need a giant meteor to smack the fucking earth <laughs> and extinguish all human life. This right here. This guy is setting out to ruin somebody's day for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And his justification is that he's a fucking idiot. Yes. I'm going to get more into Mr. Jimmy McClary here in a bit, but let's let's continue. Let's continue reading. Okay. So, there's a really long comment. I'm not really going to... So, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. And Jimmy McClure, she tags this person. The research I did stems all the way back to the second grade, and it's called learning to read. The next step you'll need to go, you'll need to get through this dilemma, is learning that what refutable is and how to identify an actual news source, a.k.a. not a message board type Tumblr. Actually, let's back up. 
Did you know they teach classes on how to use internet? If you message me, I can totally help you sign up for one. <laughs> and then the most of that link is people disputing the original poster on not having any evidence. And it was IGN. So, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, why are we on an IGN message board talking about Robin Williams jacking I, off? Today? I don't know. I don't know. But Mr. Jimmy McCleary says, oh, this is, this is where it really yep. gets funny. And I'll, I'll comment on this comment here in a second. Jimmy McClary says, I forgot the internet only works for liberals when they want to find something. When they want. When they want to find something. When they want to find something. There's supposed to be a period there. Yeah. And then he says, GTFOH, which I'm assuming. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. He goes on to say, You go ahead and jack off to what Robin did. Normal people think that's sick, and we see that you think it's okay, so we now know where your morals lay or lack of morals. What a douche. He goes on. He ends up going on, and, and like, nobody has said anything about their political leanings. No, nothing on the political leanings and their political views. But he immediately throws out the L word that li- the liberals. We are apparently all liberals now. So, next comment. Like, I'll hear you out if you find an actual article or something. But I use IGN for a game walkthroughs, so I'm not going to trust much real world info from there. LMAO. LMAO. The Mayo. Mayo. <laughs> Oh, so normal is conservative, ignorant, and undereducated? Well, since you like articles so much and want to discuss the sickness of people by their supporting morals, let's check out the let's check out that president you obviously voted for and think is a genius. She ends up going to post like several uh, articles on sexual allegations, sexual allegations against Trump, just Trump himself. Mister Jimmy McCleary says, "El Mayo." You lib you spelled you liberals tried to buy those women's stories already been debunked. Funny you only heard from these women at certain times, then they just disappear. Keep reaching. I go on to say this is gold. I can't wait to put this on blast on my show tonight. Podcast should be live at six PM. Nice <laughs> nice tag there. Oh hell yeah. Uh you shouldn't always believe what you see online. I'm not trying to be rude or argue. I'm just pointing out that a lot of articles can be fake. Same with news. Fake, <laughs> well, fake news. <laughs> Lisa says, well, anyway, Jimmy, have fun eating your Tide Pods. <laughs> Jimmy McClary, that's you liberals thing. I'm good. I'll clean the brown stains in the washing machine. <laughs> what? <laughs> And here I come. Get in there I, nice I come and back deep in. like and scrub, boy. I had already, I like, my last comment, my last real comment on the thing was, um, uh, like, your your intelligence is showing. Thumbs up. Or whatever I said. And I that was going to be my last comment. But And I thought this was over. Because this most that, that comment happened yesterday. This all happened today. So, like, yesterday, after I made my last comment, I messaged the original post. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk shit in your thing. So that, that's going to be my last post. <laughs> I wasn't expecting all this to happen. So, of course, I had to jump back in. Um, I say, you keep throwing that word liberal, liberal around. 
I'm a conservative that works for his livelihood, and I still think you're an inbred moron. Me being a conservative, I, I lean more in the middle. I have conservative views. I have liberal views. It just depends on the subject. And I don't believe in government, so... He's anarchy. So, Miss Lisa goes on to post, like, a giant book. That's a that huge fucking comment. Yeah, and, like, she just rips him to shreds. And he... He Jimmy McClary. <laughs> Jimmy McClary doesn't even respond to it yet. He says, well, Dick, I still, I still, you're, he actually got the correct, uh, <laughs> you are, you're, uh, he, he still got that correct. So I'm, I'm happy he did that. that. That's a point on him. Good job. Good job, Jimmy McClary. Gold star for you, Jimmy. Well, Dick, I still, you're a little bitch. So I guess we're even. <laughs> God this damn. fucking idiot. This fucking idiot. I say, clever insult. Thumbs up. Again, your ability to show intellect is astounding. He <laughs> he ends up, after, before he responds to me again, he responds to the giant book and says, El Mayo, Lisa, <laughs> you're tearing me apart! <laughs> no. Um... You actually ah. think that you posted something intellectual Intellectual is laughable. There was no suicide note, but you keep believing the mainstream media telling you Hillary was going to win. Oh, wait, I, I skipped a line. You still believe the mainstream media, that the same media that had your panties wet when they kept telling you Hillary was going to win, El Mayo. How did all that go? But again, you go ahead and listen to Snopes and the likes and the likes all believe the truth. And that, that, that's when it dawned upon me. And I, I'll, what dawned upon me is what I commented next. But before I commented, he managed to sneak one in. He says, yeah, I know, Dick. Your insult of me was much more intellectual. GTFOH. I've never seen anybody actually throw the H on the end. I haven't either. Um, so there, there's another point on you. You're boggling my mind with that. Um, so... The realization I made, and I commented, you listen to Alex Jones, don't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> now he's all about not believing the mainstream media. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, he's staying woke. Yeah, he's staying woke. Miss Lisa comes back. Jimmy McClary. Oh, I'm sorry. Which of us has worked for a media news outlet and which of us hasn't? It is laughable to me you think you know what the word intellect means. I almost feel upon giving you a vocabulary list for you to look up and report back. Here's your first word, contradiction. Let me use an example. Dear blank, I read online false information, and to support my false, inf my false information, I told other people the information they read online was false information. <laughs> my information is true, and, there is n and theirs is not because mine was online, and theirs was online. <laughs> Where exactly do you think you're getting your ideas from? I would love to hear how you're verifying your opinion that you've not been able to provide supporting information for. Oh, wait, you can't. Contradiction. So you've chosen childish insults because you're trapped in a corner of your own stupidity. Eating Tide Pods. <laughs> I, go, I comment, this is going to be a real fun topic on the show tonight. <laughs> and uh, that, that was basically the end of it. Like, uh... Yeah, nothing, nothing else came on. Uh, he hasn't responded back. So. Jimmy McClary! R.I.P. Mr. Jimmy McClary is done for the day. He'll come back tomorrow. I know he will. 
but it it blows my mind because like I'm after reading all that, like I wasn't gonna talk. I I originally messaged her and I said, hey, I'm not gonna talk shit. Like I don't I don't want to blow up your feed with that shit. And because I was trying to be respectful to her, and maybe it was her friend and whatever. Right. But the more I read into it, I'm like, there's no way she is friends with this person. Like if you look at her, like she's got like piercings all over her face. Nothing against that. Um, but like, and no, you just don't expect that. Like, so you, you look at this guy and he's like this 30, 40 year old, something, something, he's something. (laughs) Are we going to assume that this guy's heritage is strong? Oh oh yeah. Not the good kind. Not the good kind of heritage, but you know, we don't support bigotry here on podcast. No, my, my, uh, theory is this guy saw this girl and it was like, Hey, this girl's pretty attractive. I'm gonna add her and just creep all over her fucking profile. I'm gonna jack off with a belt around my <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah, and like, it, I, so I'm just sitting here like, why is she friends with this person? And I think the truth just came out to her because I'm guessing he's never responded or he's never commented on anything yeah. like this before. Thank well, God I stepped in because it's just really sad. It just goes to show how many people take time out of their day to be a fucking internet troll. Oh, yeah. Because none of that was warranted. That guy could have got up, started his day, ended his day, and not taken place in any of that. Not had to do with any of that. (laughs) Brandon, before I even said it, says, I bet he listens to Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's just fucking pathetic, man. Because we we as a society now, we're we're almost promoting to conduct ourselves that way. Yeah, where you know our opinion is fact, and you know we need to. (laughs) It's it's almost like you know uh, missionaries in the back in the early days. Like your religion is wrong. We're gonna kill you if you don't like our religion. Yeah. We don't like your religion. Civilization wiped out. <laughs> We're almost to that point right now with opinions. And people follow so blindly. You know, some of some of what old Jimmy McClary was actually saying was not was actually correct, you know. Or I'm sorry, Jimmy, no credit towards Jimmy. He didn't say it. Whoever said don't believe what you read on the internet. You know, like I said earlier with the net neutrality thing, do your own research, formulate your own opinions, and be yeah. your own person. Don't fucking watch Alex Jones and then think that you're a mastermind of political science. Do your own fucking research. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, there is some guy at work. Uh, I I haven't seen his. I haven't seen this Jeep truck thing in a long time. But he got a giant fucking Infowars sticker on his back mm-hmm. on the back of his truck. Brandon will know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, that guy's nuts. That guy's absolutely nuts. And I, I would hear him like fucking spewing his fucking Trump shit, like get, walking up down the aisle way up to work. Jesus Christ, at work? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Work, work is not a place for political discussions anyway. No. It Just really go to isn't. work and go home. Oh boy, I have a new uh I have a new tag of the from Mr. Chris Charles and the the latest in the Star Wars line. Um Austin is basically um 
in this series. Austin is an agent of the dark side, and he has been tasked with uh, uh, finding me and killing me. I'm like one of the main characters, I guess. I'm okay. Like, I'm like I'm the Luke of this series, All right. and he is apparently the Darth Vader. Uh, Genie is apparently Obi Wan. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this one he says, "Give me dick, or I'll show everyone unfiltered pics of your lady business." <laughs> is this Sarlacc? He, he's pit? holding a, a a fucking Polaroid and zooms in on the Polaroid, and it's the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> It's all spiky and shit. Yeah. She's Genie's like, Austin, I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> Lightsaber drawn. Some of these, like this Doom Wars one. That's what it's called. It's called Doom Wars. It's, it's been pretty good. I lost my helmet. I lost my bucket helmet. I can feel the power of the force inside of me. Do you have an erection? <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> me too. This is awesome. My force powers aren't strong enough to lift it. You fo- focus, you must. Cut the shit, asshole. I want my fucking ducky back. <laughs> These need to be on the podcast review page. Oh, yeah. Austin, you must seek out the rebel scum and bring them to me. Wouldn't it be easier if I just killed him? Damn it, Austin, just do it. Sounds dumb, but you're the boss. That's totally Austin. Like, he's got Austin's character perfect with his personality. Uh, your lightsaber is an extension of your body. Is that why mine is short and fat? <laughs> That's right, Dick. It's essentially a laser dong to fight with other dudes with. Nice. Go inside and face your greatest enemy. Is it me? Do I have to face myself? Fuck. Yeah, damn it. I jack it a ton, so if you want me to do it in there, okay, but it's $20 if you're going to watch. Uh, great. Now I have to track down that pussy Dick and his friends. I'm going to find them and force choke their balls <laughs> off. My, I was the first comment on this. I said, more like he's going to force choke on these nuts. These nuts got him. He comments on my comment saying the, the dark side doesn't have a <laughs> gag reflex. That's fucking great. <laughs> so he, he goes in. Uh, it shows him venturing into a cantina. A couple panels. He's quiet. And then, uh, does anyone know where I can find Dick? And it's a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> or something. It appears to be one. Tell me where Dick is or I will show you the power of the dark side. Hey, look, it's Darth Dick Lover searching the Empire on an evil quest for Dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love these. I'll use the Force to pull your pussy lips over your head and suffocate you with your own snatch. That's not how the Force works, dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Charles comments the heavy breathing cat. Is that actually your cat? (laughs) No. (laughs) You know. Fuck you. Baxter's a fat piece of shit. Yeah. I'm going to cut you open and watch you bleed out. Well, actually, your lightsaber... <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> that's the name of it. Well, actually... Well, actually, your lightsaber would cauterize the wound so I wouldn't bleed. Dude, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're current now. Yeah. I, I've been loving those comics ever since he started making them. Good times. Ugh. Sorry, I'm going over my fucking Facebook notifications. I'll stop now. Hey. Hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Um, Hey, Blaine. On Journey into... Oh. Oh. Nate Phillips, you son of a bitch. Facebook Live. You son of a bitch. Good job, Podfather. You did it. Anyway. So, Nate and Brando, I don't know if you're this far along, um, on Journey into Comics, episode 175 from earlier this week. You said that like a douche. 
Um, they mentioned, <laughs> or Brando mentioned, uh, the idea that uh, Matt and I came up with, which was uh, well, two dicks, no chicks. No. <laughs> well, originally it was my idea, and then he, Matt expanded upon it. Uh, the idea was someone should Photoshop Tommy Tommy Wiseau with the Heath Ledger Joker smile. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I heard that on JIC. Yeah, it's and uh, Wiseau spelled Tommy's last name. Why so serious, Mark? <laughs> Let's put smile on face. Want to know how I got these scars? Want to know how I got scar? <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. That's very funny. St- <laughs> That's very funny story, Bruce. How's your sex life? Want to see? Want to see pencil disappear? <laughs> <laughs> But no, I told Brandon, I, I I told Matt, and then I told Brandon, I said, hey, dude, wouldn't it be funny if, like, because he's always doing the Bane voice. Right. Uh, and he always likes Brandon to, is really good at fucking oh, impressions. Dude, he's so good at impressions. But he always does the Bane voice, and he he likes to quote other movies with the Bane voice. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. And then I was like, what if he did Tommy Wiseau as Bane? Like he did Bane quotes and Tommy Wiseau, and expand upon it further and do uh, random movie quotes as Tommy Wiseau. So he was kind of doing a lot uh, on the Journey into Comics episode, but uh, I just thought it was funny. I did too. I enjoyed it. Good stuff. That that was a really good episode this week. They kind of just wong wong it. They kind of winged it. They wong it. They wong it. <laughs> uh, they winged it and like some McClary vocabulary. Yeah. Hey now. <laughs> That was that was low. That was a low blow. Not not respecting that heritage. So is repealing net neutrality, but we're gonna mm-hmm. do that. So next subject, what do you got for me? Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. I feel it's time to talk about some Den of Thieves. Yes, let's talk about that movie. That was a good movie. So uh, my life partner, co-host of podcast for me and I, Dick DBT Dongo Doctor McStuffins and I. Went and saw Den of Thieves over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do spoilers in this? or just uh, I was going to try and keep it spoiler free. Okay. Okay. Just because that movie's really, really new in the theater yeah. still. And uh, it's definitely worth, you know, I, I've said my entertainment rant about justification of a movie ticket enough. Now I don't need to say it. It is more than worth $10 to go see that movie. Buy Definitely. your ticket, buy your concessions. You will be entertained. There's some nice tw- uh, nice twists throughout the movie that you might not expect. Yeah. Especially towards the end. Um, the the cast is fantastic. Oh, and, definitely. And I'm, I'm always really, really... Uh, I really scrutinize people like 50 Cent when they're in movies. Yeah, and his, his character was relatively like... In the background. Well, and they did, you know, he's a supporting character. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like in the past, whenever they've had a big name, uh, any type of musician um, venture into acting in Hollywood, even if they're cast as supporting characters, they try too much to be the the center of attention in every scene. And with 50 Cent's character in this movie, they did such a good job... um, Keeping him in the background. Yeah. His dialogue was very limited. Um, so there was a scene with him. Mm-hmm. And I thought it had no place in the movie. I mean, it was funny. 
You're talking about the garage scene? Yeah, like, but it was completely useless and, like, what the fuck well, was the it, point it wasn't of useless. Um, I thought it, I definitely agree with you that that scene in particular was out of place. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they were trying to use that scene to make this, to make the cast of characters more human. Yeah. And not just bank robbers. So... Spoiler alert for anybody that can't gather this from the, the trailer. This movie is about a team of people that are trying to rob um, the Federal Reserve in California. The, the branch of the Federal Reserve in California. That's not spoiler-ish. No, it's not. It's all in the you trailer. Can, yeah, you can gather that from the trailer. So, um, And very few movies, um, you know... The, I love bank robber movies. Yeah. Especially when the bank robbers win and they steal all the money. Um, you know, the Ocean series and Fast and the Furious somehow morphed into bank robber action movies, which I, I enjoy. I like the Fast and Furious franchise. Same. same. Um, are they good movies? Okay, they're good, but are they like... Are they blockbusters? Absolutely not. Well, they're blockbusters, but they're not like... Good. They're they're blockbusters when they shouldn't be. Yeah, they're, they're good like summertime. They're fun action movies. That's right. all they are. There you go. They're, they're, um, they're summer blockbusters. But you know those movies always do a really good job. Uh, the Oceans and the Fast and the Furious. They they spend a lot of time and effort on character development. Mm-hmm. And you know Den of Thieves is a standalone movie. Um, it, it's a lot longer of a movie than I thought it was going to be. It's a little, it's right around two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, throughout that two and a half hours, uh, they do a good amount of character development, but it's more on Gerard Butler's character. Yes. And I wasn't expecting that. I, I wasn't was, either. I was expecting more, uh, Ice Cube's son being main character. Me too. And I, it's really sad. I didn't, you and I talked about this yesterday. I didn't realize that that was Ice Cube's son. <laughs> Um, yeah, did a fantastic job in the movie, but I, I really wanted to, to talk about Gerard Butler's character, keeping it spoiler free. Um, Gerard Butler is kind of the, the Sam Worthington syndrome. You know, he did 300 and then he did a bunch of movies really close together and then just fucking disappeared. Yeah. You know, what has he done the last five years? Uh, London, uh, Olympus has fallen and London, London has fallen. fallen. Okay. There's two, uh, other than that, I have, I don't really know. So um, he did that Gods of Egypt movie. Gerard Butler was in that. I'm pretty sure he was. I'll I'll uh, do a little research real quick. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. I knew that it's basically a a box office B movie, so I didn't really <laughs> want to see it. Um, Gerard Butler. Yeah, he's right there. Okay, along with uh, Nicolaj Coster Waldo. Waldo. I like him. Mister Jamie Lannister. Lannister. But uh, before we move on, um, Brandon <laughs> commenting on uh, Jimmy McClary. Vocabulary. <laughs> I don't want to kill you. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, I really. This is not your typical bank robber movie. No. Uh, like I said, with the, with the twists and and a lot of stuff. They focus a lot on Gerard Butler's character. Um, so, small spoiler, Gerard Butler is the head of a special uh, 
like anti-bank robber task force. Major crimes. Major crimes. Yeah, they 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 say that in the trailer. That's not a spoiler at all. Oh, I didn't I didn't know. Well, I'm saying small spoilers, so okay. if people don't want to hear it, they can pause or skip or do something. But fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they they spend a good portion of the movie focused in on him. Yeah. So you're not seeing the all right, guys, let's let's gear up and go, you know, let's stake out the Federal Reserve and and let's let's rob it and you know, let's let's get away scot free. You don't see a lot of that. No, there's not a lot of casing. No, and it's it's very uh anti cliche for a bank but robber to be, movie. To be fair, they even say it. You can't re- you can't case the place. Right. Uh they say that in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. So I mean they you must have seen a lot more trailers than I did because the the only trailer I've seen um, was almost no dialogue. Every time I've seen a trailer for it, it's been at the theaters. Like we saw it for Justice League, okay, uh, and a couple movies. Uh, Miranda and I went and saw. All right. Well, so yeah, you've definitely seen more trailers yeah. for it than I have. Then. Um, Got to have that movie pass, man. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm getting it. I'm, I'm getting it. Don't get me wrong. It's so worth it. Um, but yeah, I really I really enjoyed Gerard Butler's character. Um. You know, my my uncle called me yesterday, and he's and we were talking about it a little bit, and he's like, "Well, is he good cop or is he bad cop?" And I was like, "He's a dude. <laughs> he's ride the line, cop. He's he's, <laughs> but you know, he deals with a lot of emotional anguish. And, yeah, that was surprising. and real life stuff throughout the movie that you don't normally get, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that 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 side of it was uh, rather surprising for me." I was expecting him to, you know, just be Billy Badass the whole movie. Right. Um, you, you know... Uh, Gerard Butler's starting to show his age a little bit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And he, he wasn't exactly no fucking young chicken. Right. Spring chicken, is that the term? Spring chicken. Yeah, he wasn't no spring chicken in uh, 300. Right. He, yeah. But uh, one thing, I, I would like to... I don't know if it was directed by the same person. I can't remember who directed this movie. Uh, Why don't I just use my phone and I'll tell you? Go for it. Uh, Continue. But I found there were a lot of moments in there that reminded me of the movie American History X. I don't know. Uh, I, I, the way it was shot reminded me of I it. was going to say the, the, the uh, cinematography was definitely similar. Oh, yeah. Like, if it, it, the way it was shot uh, definitely reminded me of it. But also, it might just be the location because they were on, like, the Venice Beach, mm-hmm. like, L.A. area. They were in Southern California. Yeah, Southern California. So, like, but... Uh, it, Christian Gutgast or Gutgast, and who did American History X? I'm getting there next. Okay, but yeah, I just I I couldn't help but I couldn't stop thinking, man, this was reminding me a lot of American History X, and that's a good thing because that's if if I could put it make a top twenty twenty five American History X is definitely in there somewhere. Maybe higher up, maybe not. I don't know. Definitely I like a, Edward Norton's top three films. He's oh, ever for done. sure. I would give it his number one for me. Nope, not same guy. Tony mm. K did American History X. Nah. Um, but uh kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. Yeah, they the a lot of the cinematography, the angles they shot from, um everything is very crisp and clean almost throughout the entire movie. And I'm not talking just just the movie quality. This the sets are you know there's 
there's a, a scene where they're in a strip club and the strip club looks like you could eat off the floor. Yeah. So a little, you know, a, if you really want to nitpick the movie uh, from somebody who's lived in Southern California, that is not what Southern California looks like. <laughs> um, especially the uh, some of the, the major areas that they were in, they do not look like that. But throughout the movie, and a lot of times, and I've said it before, a lot of times when I'm in a movie... I, I my br- I can't shut my brain off. I'm nitpicking everything, and yeah. I was entertained enough, and and drawn in enough that I didn't have to do that, and I I really appreciated that. For sure, uh, I figured you would have more to say about Den of Thieves. You know, like without going into spoilers, not really. I mean. Overall, I I really enjoyed it. I'll I'll buy it when it comes out. For oh, absolutely! Sure. Uh, Gerard Butler's performance in this movie was awesome. I really I really enjoyed uh, the character of Mary Mary Merriman. <laughs> Merriweather Merriman. Uh, I, re- I like his, I like the actor for yeah. I, what what else has he been in? I don't know. I'll tell you in just a second. <laughs> Back to go Google. Uh, but no, I, I liked his character because you know he's very aloof. He's not despite being basically like the main villain the well end. Gerard Beller is the villain really what think about it you're following the cast of the bank robbers they are your anti-heroes Gerard Butler is the villain in the way of them being successful okay that's that's the viewpoint that you're supposed to watch that See, type I, of movie I, from. I didn't I didn't I viewed it from uh he's the anti-hero Pablo Schreiber is his name. Okay, well, what's your Canadian American. Um, he's been in Oranges of the New Black. Who do you play in that? I don't know. Because I've, I've, I'm caught up. I'm caught up on Oranges American of the New Black. Gods. He played uh, Mad Sweeney in American Gods, The Wire, Weeds, The Brink. Doesn't look like he's been in a whole lot. I can't think of who he is in uh, Orange Is the New Black. That sucks because I, I like that show. Um, I, I now because I went, every time I saw him, I was like, I recognize this motherfucker. But no, I, I really liked his character, whether he was a villain or not. I I, I considered him kind of one because you, to an extent, you don't want him to win. No, see, I didn't get that. I you wanted that? I, I wanted them to rob that fucking federal. Oh, I did too for get-go. sure because I'm rooting for Ice Cube's Ice Cube Junior. But uh, him, Merriman, I did not want him to win, but I like him. Okay. I like him, but I know as as a as a, a movie watcher, I don't want him to win. Okay. Um, he is George Pornstash. Oh, holy shit, that's him? Mm-hmm. Whoa, he got fucking ripped, and he looks nothing like that. I'll pull up a picture real quick. We're gonna. Yeah, I really like him. I I hope that um, as as the as the. It's literally. Uh, I type I type in porn and put st and it goes porn. It immediately pulls up porn stash orange is the new black. And I'll uh, go ahead and pop this up for everybody to see. Here yeah. You go. <laughs> That's courtesy of the Podfather. Ah, uh, I mean, okay, I, I like what you did 
but I, I, I more so just want uh, the Joker's smile over. Hold on, I'll, I'll once again switch this over to uh, us. Let me see the. Let me see. If, let me see cellular device. Um. He he took the actual Heath Ledger Joker, and uh, yeah. And he put it over. Area. He put it over the the balc- or the the rooftop from the room. Um, but no, I was more so saying like let's let's put smile on face. Smile um, on face. No, I was more so saying like just put the smile like like take the little the red scar smile right and throw that over uh, Tommy was so. But regardless, awesome. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So back to back Merriman. to Pablo Schreiber. Back to him. I really enjoyed his character because he was really aloof. Uh, he didn't talk much. Not a lot of dialogue. He had he had a plan, and he had a way of executing. There, there was like a certain uh, level of um, uh, what I'm I'm drawing a blank on the word, but like professionalism. Okay. He was very professional. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Very skilled. Um, yeah, I mean, and a lot of tact. A lot of tact. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really all I got to say about that him and that movie. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I definitely thought the one dude. Uh, he he. Okay, no. Uh, but I really definitely thought the one dude was gonna die really fast because um, he's the guy from he's the guy from Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob. Uh, I thought it was funny that they brought up a misfire or get someone getting shot. Or somebody shooting yep. himself. It was kind of a cool little Easter egg, whether yeah. it was an intentional or not. But yeah, I, I like the movie. Solid, solid movie. Uh, five out of seven. Yeah, I, I was going to say, are you going to give this fucking movie a five out of seven? I'll give it a five out of seven. Recommend. I, I rate things on a out of ten scale, and I'm going to give this movie a solid seven point nine out of ten. Solid. 7.9. Solid seven point nine. Solid. Solid would say like maybe like a solid like an actual num like i don't no know point. i don't know that i needed just no point i don't know that i need to debate number. semantics with you all that it's happening you're getting the semantics right now i'm almost out of beer you're gonna semantic my fist oh. anyway oh anyway what else you got to talk I, i'm all out of topics myself um so let me pull my list up again because like I said, I did my due diligence and I made a list so I didn't forget. I do have, a th- I do remember one thing. Why do you do this? <laughs> so at least you <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> uh, so this will be a short one. Okay. So uh, I was discussing something uh, Matt and Eddie at work were discussing. Okay. They're discussing um, the, the, rise, the rise and decline of Mars. <laughs> I'm really glad that you didn't forget to bring this up because it was great. So they were talking about how Mar- <laughs> Mars was much was once a planet much like our own, and the civilizations that popped up they were once um, skinny and uh, athletic, fit, whatever you want to call it, like I used to be in my teens. <laughs> and slowly they discovered like food and shit. Like re- like bad food. You're saying they discovered got- the Royale with cheese. Yeah, <laughs> and they and they got started getting fatter and fatter, and the fatter they got, the it slowly started slowing down the rotation of Mars, and because <laughs> of the the slow rotation of Mars, it, it started depleting the ozone layer. Okay, and that dried everything up, and more harmful UV, and so, and so the people 
that they they saw it coming. They're like, okay, we're we're still skinny. We need to get the fuck out of here. These fat these fat fucks can just die. So (laughs) (laughs) so skinny. I'm paraphrasing like a motherfucker right now. I'm trying to remember it all. But uh, so skinny people get on a ship and they take off and go to Earth. It's all lush and beautiful and full of resources, and dinosaurs and prosper. Shit. And uh, so they take they take off to Earth and uh, they start human population on Earth. Okay. So uh, fast forward a little bit, we are the descendants of those fucking Mars humans, the ones who came before. Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> We are the the ancestors. We are the predecessors, ancestors. What words? We're the descendants. We're the descendants. Yeah, I already said that. So come on, Jimmy McClary. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are the descendants of these uh, pre-fat Mars humans, uh-huh. and so we, having no knowledge of Mars, we we have all these theories of Mars, much like this one. And so we 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 discover the the, the burgers, the burgs, the boogers, the boogers, the boogers, the boogers. Uh, we discover fast food, and then you have this, and the what's the, what's that fucking super salt MGM or MG MSG MSG. We discover sodium glutamate. We discover MSG and just fuck up our whole body. All of our bodies. It's and actually, it's actually a meat tenderizing agent, by ooh. the way. Um, there was. Did you ever watch that show, Raising Hope? Uh, fucking hilarious show. Know. Watch it. You will fucking love it. All right. Uh, it was a show on Fox. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but um, the hell's it about? This kid Jimmy. He's an idiot. Ends up knocking up a chick. Turns out she's a fucking serial killer. And so she goes to prison. Fi- he finds out she's pregnant. Uh, so she gets executed and he has to raise the kid with his He's an idiot and his parents are idiots. Ah, okay. I remember when that, when the pilot for that aired. Holy fuck. That show is funny. All right. Anyway, so one of the episodes, uh, it, she, he's got to sell candy for his daughter mm-hmm. or like, it's like a fundraiser thing. And so he's like, oh, they're her, he, he asked his parents for help. They're like, oh yeah, we don't actually sell the stuff that they give you. We replace it with our own stuff. And we. Put MSG in it. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, everybody fucking loved it, and they flocked over here. We made so much money off that shit. God damn! And it's like they just put MSG in chocolate. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It isn't. But so substance. back to back to Mars theory. So um, this is where I okay. So at some point, my th- I, my theories come in. So we discover MSG. We start getting fat. Um, and then, uh, as we notice, the, the rotation of the Earth slows down by, like, point blah, 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 some number every year. And so we're heading in the direction of Mars. So I jump in, and I say, well, actually, I see a, I see a plot hole. I see a hole in this uh, little theory of yours. Most of the fat people on the Earth... Are in America. Are, yes, it's very concentrated in America. America. <laughs> and as you... As most scholarly people and hopefully normal people know the earth is on a tilted axis correct correct so it rotates like this wait a minute the earth is flat (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) jimmy mcclary (laughs) ice wall (laughs) 
stupid as this. So, okay, so the Earth is rotating. Let me try to point this at the camera like this, not like this, not vertical. It's it's tilted. Um, so all the weight being distributed, distributed in America, in America. All them, all them, all them fatties in America. They're, they're, it's all in one spot, so it's, it's kind of like a a, 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 a fucking roller coaster effect, right? Right. So as the, as the Earth is rotating on its daily rotation, it gets to one point. It, like America is on the top, and then all the weight just rockets it down. <laughs> so if anything, that's why there's so little time before we have to go back to work. True. That's why fat people. That's fuck. Fuck me. Fat I people. I don't consider you fat, Tyler. Well, I appreciate that. You're not fat. You're just husky. a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my my theory to derail their so, theory. So real quick, because I mentioned it while you were going through that theory. Mm-hmm. How fucked up is it that people actually believe the fucking Earth is flat? We are in fucking 2018. And people honestly believe that the fucking earth is flat. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Yeah. Never once in my fucking life have I said, you know what? I don't believe science. The fucking earth's flat. Yeah. Not one time. I've never once, as soon as I found out that the earth was round, which I never even thought about it until then. I was like, oh yeah, this is a planet. That's pretty cool. Round and then, you, like sphere. you said, you you figure out that it's on a tilted axis. Yeah. So it's actually uh, like rotate, I just as a kid, like I never even thought about that shit. I'm just like, oh shit, I'm here. That's all I thought about. I exist. I exist. And then I I go to school. That fucking crazy thing. That fucking school. That fucking school. S K double O L. With them fucking their fucking words and their arithmetics. Teacher ladies. Teacher lady. Fucking that teacher damn old lady. teacher lady trying. Teach, trying to learn me fucking arithmetic. <laughs> but God, so I go to school strong in this one. I go to school and these motherfuckers teach me, holy shit, th- this is a well, I'm on a planet. And this planet, planet is fucking spherical. And it's spinning. And it's spinning. That's how we get night and day. At fucking gravity. And gravity. Gravity. <laughs> I'm trying to heritage the shit out of it. I feel you, man. I feel you. Um uh, so, but, and they, then, then looking further than that, I start learning the history of people learning about this shit. Right. People at one point were like, yeah, bro, this shit's flat. You and fucking they, sail off the end of it. You will, if you fucking, if you fucking keep going, you're done. You're going to sail off the end of it and you're fucked. Don't do that. No coming back. No coming back from that. And then somebody was like, Okay, I won't do that. But how are we gonna get to over here? <laughs> so then I'm just gonna go sailing. Later on, some guys like, so I'm looking up here in the sky and I see this other shit, and it looks a lot like our shit, but different colors and whatnot. I don't think uh, we are the only one of us. I don't. I, don't, I think we're on a thing called a, a planet. We're just going to call this a planet? Yeah, we're going to call it a planet. And it's not flat. And uh, there's another one up there. And, you know, it's really round. It's really round. 
And you know, there's that whole moon thing. It's round. Yeah, we got this moon thing that we see every day. Day and night. It's up there. It's round. And it's round. Uh, and just like the way things are kind of going around it, you know, I think it's, I don't think it's flat. I think they're all, they're spheres. This thing we discovered not long ago. <laughs> the, the, those balls we've been talking about. Balls. <laughs> those, those balls. <laughs> we've been like, you know, tossing around and shit, you know, for our I've been own. playing with those balls for years. <laughs> <laughs> those are called spheres. We're going to like, we just discovered this. And then, like, this is like an episode of Drunk History. A little bit. <laughs> just sober. Uh, and then, so, you know, like, I think I think we're on this thing. But, you know, all these things, they, like, they're following us in the sky. I think, they're, I think they're circling us. We are, I think we are the center of everything. Fuck so. yeah, we are. And then fast forward a couple more years, and there's some other guys, like, you know, that sun... That thing that gives us all this light and heat and shit. I think we're going around that. <laughs> you know, hey, I believe you that the Earth isn't flat, but I don't. I, I'm pretty sure we're spinning around that thing. Yeah, but we're flat. Yeah, for sure. Still, I mean, I just really don't think you should try it, man. Can you scroll down on the comments? My aunt Stephanie from. Yep, there she is. Yep, love you, Steph. That's my Aunt Stephanie in California. Very nice. We were just talking about California. Yes, we were. <laughs> anyway. Pineapples and... Uh, cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> bank robbing. Yeah, after a certain point, the um, chat feed doesn't scroll. Right. It just stops for whatever reason. So whatever. That's cool, I guess. Um, anyway, we've talked enough about the earth. Uh, I think. I think so. Point is, fat people are speeding up the Earth's rotation in intervals. <laughs> it, it's a roller coaster. They they go up and then whoo, back down to the bottom. They go up and then back down, and it's a slow and then fast and then slow and fast. Yeah. Heritage, <laughs> that's a heritage right there. <laughs> Mm. Um. So back to your list of things you wanted to talk about that I interrupted. No, you're all right. This is your show, man. I'm just this I'm the co-pilot. Tyler, I've told you this is our show. I appreciate that. Ours. This is just as much your heritage as mine. So, um, real quick, I wanted to talk a little bit about two major mainstream bands. Yes. Um, the Chili Peppers and the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. My point about the Chili Peppers, I was listening to them on the radio on the way here, and like I said earlier, you know, I don't I don't listen to the radio a lot when I'm cruising around just because I'm I'm listening to podcasts more times than yeah. not anymore. Um, say whatever you want about the Peppers, you have to appreciate them for the fact that they have never changed their style. Yeah, for sure. They have stayed true to who they are, and they do what they want, and they've stayed badass the whole time. There, see, I, I'm not a giant Peppers fan. Oh, I'm not either. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like a few songs. You're telling overall, but yeah. what I'm saying is, like, if you're driving around and you're listening to Radio Rock, and the Chili Peppers come on, you're not changing the station just because the Chili Peppers. Yeah, came fucking on. Under the Bridge or Other Side pops on. Hell yeah, Scar fucking tissue. Californication. Californication. That was the first song I ever heard by them. Uh, That's top three greatest songs I've ever done. Uh, yeah, just overall, eh. 
for them on me. Foo Fighters, however, I fucking love the Foo Fighters. And I, I was watching uh, their documentary on Netflix, Back and Forth. Mm-hmm. So good. It goes over like the entire history of the band. Um, like where they, what all they've done, how they did is it shit. is it mostly centered on Dave Grohl? I mean, he is the Foo Fighters. He's the founder of the Foo Fighters. He is he is the essence of the Foo Fighters. He doesn't play all the instruments. So. No, he doesn't. But you know, he's the whole thing is based around his idea. I understand that of what the Foo Fighters is. Um, but you're right; it, they are a band, and that that's not lost on him either. Right, I'm not saying um, it is. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I guess it is kind of Dave Grohl centric. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, it, oh well. He, okay, so here here's why I made that comment. I have a lot of really good friends that are big Foo Fighters fans, mm-hmm. and through years of having conversations with them about the Foo Fighters, their number one focus all the time is Dave Grohl, and I don't feel like that's right. Obviously, it's his. Um, it's his creative genius driving this force, and uh-huh. you know he started this fucking thing to begin with. But Dave Grohl is not is not all of the Foo Fighters to me. No, just because he's not doing everything. If it was just him up there, like Bob Dylan with a herma- <laughs> with a harmonica, a harmonica apparatus, and bagpipes or a fucking accordion in front of him and playing guitar with his feet and everything you know don't get me wrong i'm not taking anything away from dave grohl dave grohl is one in his one of a kind that guy fucking broke his leg and finished a fucking tour and then yeah and then do you see the rest of the pictures where he's sitting on the throne yeah he's sitting on a fucking throne he created a throne for it. Hats off to you, Dave Grohl, for being a fucking badass. I'm going to go ahead and say it if it hasn't already been said. He is the king of rock and roll. Today. You're saying this generation? Yeah. Mm. Current current gen. He is the current gen king of rock and roll. Not pop. Right now, there's like there's like this like for a while it was just it was Michael Jackson obviously, king of pop, king of pop, and then Mr. Justin Timberlake popped in. He is definitely the king, but however he has a contender in Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's I feel how you. I see it. That's how I see it. But no, king of rock and roll, definitely Dave Grohl. I would disagree with you, except. The former king, in my opinion, passed away last year, or two years ago. Chris Cornell. Ah, uh, that was yeah, that was last year. Last year, Chris Cornell is ten times the front man that Dave Grohl ever will be. I don't know. Stage performance, Dave Grohl's definitely got him. I... Presence, Dave Grohl's definitely got him. Singing ability, Chris Cornell blows him out of the water. I think they're on even even ground. I don't to think be so. honest. That Chris night, Cornell had the voice of a fucking angel. He did. He is very talented. You know, I l- wish I would have been more of a fan of Soundgarden and, and Audio Slave and, Audio and Slave. Temple of the Dog and uh-huh. all the I projects wish, that he did. I wish I had been more of a fan of those uh, and been more familiar with their work, other than Black Hole Sun. Right. <laughs> that's that's honestly it. Really. Um, but I love that song. 
if, if you're ever bored and you want to check out some really good tunes, Tangent, obviously, from Dave Grohl, pull up Spotify, pull up Chris Cornell, and listen to his solo stuff. The guy yeah. was an amazing, amazing songwriter, obviously a songbird, mm-hmm. and his solo stuff is out of this world. But I think I have heard some of it. Just I don't. It, and I didn't hear it enough to commit it to memory. So, um, like I said, though, don't get me wrong. I love Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. I when I listen to Queens of the Stone Age or Foo Fighters, I'm listening to the band. I'm not. I, I'm not f- super focused on Dave Grohl. Obviously, he's the front man. He's the center. Yeah, he's the yeah. creative genius. But I'm not. Dave Grohl fanboy. I like I'm not the, either. I like the Foo Fighters. By I no like Queens of the Stone Age. Because um, I'm, I'm also not... I love the Foo Fighters, but that's another discography I haven't delved into. Right. Besides their hits. Um, and honestly, but I... But that's the thing about the Foo Fighters. All their shit... All their shit is hits. All of it. Yeah. They don't, yeah. Make, they don't make anything bad. And the crazy thing is, like... One of their albums, they they recorded in a studio, didn't release it, and then they went on a tour. He did drummings for he did drummings, he did he did drumming for uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Right. They came back to it, had a giant fight. They're like, "Hey, let's just let's just go." He said, "Let's just go back to the go back to my house in Virginia and record. Let's go record in the basement." And they re-recorded that album mm-hmm. in his basement for free. On his own, like just paying the electric bill, right? And it sounded better, right? <laughs> and like that's the version they released. They're like, the difference between this, the all, all I am or all my life and all my life, this one cost a million dollars. This one was recorded in thirty minutes, right? <laughs> that's what, like, that's one of the things crazy. that's cool about the Foo Fighters, though, is they're about as grassroots as yeah. you can get. Yeah. Because, like you just said, they're recording shit in fucking Dave Grohl's basement, which I'm sure is a fucking acoustic dream because oh, he's yeah. fucking a millionaire. But that, that's, at that time, no. Though. That's one of the things that's really cool about However, the However, fast forward later in that documentary, he, they're like, I want to, he's like, I want to record a, a CD in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at, by that point, he, he wasn't in Virginia. He was in California. And he, um, he got Vig from the fucking uh, Nevermind. Right. The guy who recorded Nevermind, he, he got him to record that. And he's like, you know what? I want to record on tape. Completely analog. No digital. And See, that's awesome. That's one of the r- really cool things about Dave Grohl. He, he was a part of one of the most, or one of the, one, a band that has one of the largest cult followings of all time in Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we lost Kurt Cobain, and then Nirvana died. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do now? I guess I'm going to make two of the most successful rock bands of all time. <laughs> and he fucking did it, and he nails it. Yeah. And he's a cool dude. I did learn something about Nirvana in that documentary, because in the beginning, they start out with Nirvana, obviously. Right. Uh, but I never, re- I never knew that they brought in a, a second guitarist. Really? Yeah, towards the end there. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name. It's like Pat or something. Um, but yeah, he he was in another famous punk band before that, and so okay. they brought him in. And then he eventually moved on to Foo Fighters, left Foo Fighters, and they brought him back as a third guitarist for Foo Fighters. That's cool. 
Um, I need to check that documentary. No, out. It, it's very worth it, and it's 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 funny, uh, and you get you get a lot of the Foo Fighters story. And the thing I love about watch, I love watching rock docs, band documentaries. Oh, they're great. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, um, Set This World Ablaze, awesome documentary. All of the Lamb of God DVDs, Walk with Me in Hell, Philadelphia fucking great shit uh uh all the pantera home videos of course you know what, vision real quick you know what i really miss what the old vh1 behind the music shit. yeah i miss that shit too i used to watch that shit every week and mm-hmm. it was great stuff yeah i love that shit uh the only time i've ever cried watching a show or up until um <laughs> this is gay as aids um watched how i met your mother i cried i almost cried a bit in that um what put your hand out however uh the only time i've actually ever cried watching a tv show was the pantera behind the music yeah that was a really sad one dime bag r.i.p r.i.p my man yeah yeah but no uh so (laughs) (laughs) ow Ah. (laughs) ah Uh, and another one of my favorite band documentaries, uh, there's two of them by this band, uh, Parkway Drive, their first band documentary, which actually goes over the history of the band. Okay. Uh, it's called, it's literally just called the DVD. That's kind of cool. Uh, the next one by them is called, uh, Home is for the Heartless after their song, Home is for the Heartless. And that was a really cool DVD. It was a tour. It was a look into their tours where they tour around the world and, what I like about them, what I like about that one is it's not about the music. I mean, it's yeah, just about it's, them. It's littered with like some of their performances here and there and showing their performances around the world, but it's just about them going to the, each of these cities and just experiencing each stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and they spend like two or three days in each stop when they do these tours, so they can really get the area right. You know, uh, and the, so that, those are both really worth a watch, especially especially uh, Homeless for the Heartless, whether you're a fan of the band or not. Um, I'll check it out. It, it's really good. I have it somewhere. I'll have to, I'll have to dig that. I out. have somewhere. I have somewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tommy definitely. Wizzyow. Huh? I said Tommy Wizzyow. Tommy Wizzyow. Um, you know, I don't really got much to talk about. I feel, I feel like we should talk about some Monster Hunter. Yeah, before I, we close. I, out. I was gonna save Monster Hunter till the very end. Yeah, just because. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, we are now um, pretty much 24 hours away from getting mm-hmm. Monster Hunter. Um, Blaine and I will be at the 9 p.m. release yeah. to receive our copies of Monster Hunter. Play a little bit before we got to work on Friday. Um, I don't know if you've announced this at all yet, but we are going to try our hand... In a little bit of Twitch streaming, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, we have two separate Twitch accounts. Is yours called Podcastrophy? Yeah, mine is just Podcastrophy. Let me look real quick on my phone, on the cellular device. So while he's looking at his, um, our plan is to Twitch stream Monster Hunter World primarily from the start. Um, we're going to do it together. Um so we've got the Podcastrophy Twitch account, and then we also have my Twitch account, which is Finnegan underscore McNasty. Um, we thought that 
doing the Twitch thing would be a good pairing with uh, the podcast. Yes. And we both love Monster Hunter. Um, I play a lot more video games than you do, but I feel like... Monster Hunter's my shit. I was so. going to say, I feel like uh, your video game playing is going to increase to 11 here soon with Monster Hunter World coming out tomorrow yeah. evening. Um, while we're on this subject, uh, my f- good friend Matt Wilcox of uh innators m he he twitch streams and stuff so it's kind of relevant mm-hmm. uh he texted me a little bit ago said hey you and austin should come up this weekend and hang out and i if you're still watching because i saw you in here earlier uh i just texted you saying i'm unavailable lol but i'm gonna tell you why i'm unavailable because i'm Monst- playing fucking monster hunter monster this hunter bro i don't give a shit about anything this weekend i'm playing monster hunter that's right that is my life this weekend Except for like a little, uh, some I'm going to dinner with my dad and obviously uh, we have to eat and shit. Going to dinner with my dad and girlfriend and her kids and it's gonna be a good time. I'll, I'm gonna care about that. But other than that, Monster Hunter Heritage. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're really excited to uh, <laughs> diversify the podcast a little yeah, bit. I, I'm um, really hoping that the Twitch stuff kicks off. I'm really hoping uh, it actually works. You know, as far as being able to do it yeah. or people watching it. Uh, being both? able to do it both yeah <laughs> both. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually once i get uh, a better space to actually have my podcasting space also be like a gaming space as well mm-hmm. that way i can i can do both the the reason i brought it up in the way that i did is um for any of the listeners that want to check out or are interested in monster hunter world before they buy it or um just want to check out some cool twitch streams obviously this is our twitch streaming careers in its infancy so everything's not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, $1,000 production quality. Um, <laughs> no. But the, the cool thing is you'll be able to see both of us, and you'll be able to check out gameplay from two different perspectives. Yes. So if you want to see... The, the way that Blaine and I play, especially Monster Hunter, is a little bit different. We have different approaches to how we take on things. So that will be kind of cool if you guys want to check it out from two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. But... Moving on from the Twitch thing, let's yeah, talk yeah. about some actual Monster Hunter. My my Twitch account is Podcastrophy, so uh, definitely check that out. Follow it, uh, sub it. I don't know if I can if they can sub it yet. Not yet. We uh, don't have enough followers. I guess don't sub it yet. But, but yeah, give, give both of our channels a follow and uh, look forward to some cool mm-hmm. Monster Hunter stuff here in the next couple months. I'll be on there. We will be on there. We will both be on there. Probably playing together, yep. more than likely. Yep. Um, anyway, so Monster Hunter, we're, like I said, almost 24 hours away from receiving the game. They're doing a, they're doing a 9 p.m. release at GameStop. Which I think is really cool. You know, I've been to a lot of midnight releases in my video game playing career, Mm -hmm. and it was always pretty miserable because you had to go to work the next day. Yeah. Or school, you know? Um, but enough GameStop workers complained that they're like, all right, well, we'll just release the game a couple hours early, mm-hmm. which is really cool because you don't have to wait. You can go home and start playing it right away. You don't have to wait till midnight. Um, mm-hmm. So kudos to you, GameStop, the old devil's playground. Um, my cousin yelled Monster Hunter. Um, <laughs> yeah, kudos to you, GameStop, the old devil's playground for listening to your workers and and your customers on getting shit out a little bit early and uh you and i talked a little bit about today about um what we're looking forward to most 
Yeah. As far as monster roster goes. And I was going to read the two that I had off while I'm looking up the names because they're new monsters. What's your thoughts? Um, uh, as, as in terms of like what I'm looking forward to monster wise, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to fighting uh, the good old Rathian. One of my favorite original monsters. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to fighting her. Uh, she is the female counterpart to uh, the Rathalos, which is like the flagship monster of the whole series. Um, I'm really looking forward to fighting her because she's not... The Rathalos is uh, considered the heir. Like, she, he flies around a lot while she is on the ground a lot. So she's easier to be more aggressive with, you know? When the, the status effects are um, drastically different between oh, Rathalos yeah. and Raytheon, you really have to watch out for the Raytheon's poison and... With the Rathalos, you know, it's more raw damage with fire. and uh, But he does have that poison attack, and I think that one's more dangerous. I do too. Because, one, it's like a fucking homing missile. Yeah, he's going to hit you if he wants to hit you. Yeah, you got to fucking be great with the, t- the jumping out of the way timing. You got to be great with the fucking blocking if you're going to do that. It also, it, it takes a ton of stamina to block. Uh, if it does hit you, not only does it poison you, but it knocks you out. So mm-hmm. you got to, you're, you're left open. For a few seconds, uh, but yeah, Rathian, that one's fun. Uh, I'm looking forward. You know, I don't know who I'm looking forward to in terms of the monsters, in, in terms of actually fighting them. But I'm more, I'm really interested in the turf wars. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially with the elder dragons. Uh, I saw something today that that I was a little bit disappointed on, the fact that it said uh, there's a maximum of three monsters on the map at a time. But the cool thing about that is if you're on an expedition. So now in Monster Hunter World, you have the, the ability to go on um, expeditions. So after you finish a quest or from the hub town, if you just want to go on one of these expeditions, you have unlimited lives, um, unlimited time in any of these zones that you want to venture into. So say you go into the forest, the ancient forest... And there's a Great Jagras, Anjanath, and a Rathalos on the yeah. map. If you are there for, say, 45 minutes, I don't know the actual time. I just know it's a, it's a decent amount of time. If you're on there for 45 minutes, one of those monsters has the potential of leaving. And then another monster will immediately come in. Really? I didn't know that. Yep, this. I saw that today. So say you're going to just kind of farm some other monsters and the monsters that you don't want to hunt. I'm assuming if you kill one of those monsters. Too. Yes. If so, if you kill said one of the, the current monsters on the map, another one will come in to replace it because it, it's kind of cool. You know, you and I have talked about the whole ecosystem thing. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. You take out a major predator. Another, another predator is going to move in to take its place. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I am looking forward to, um, as far as monsters go, I never had the opportunity to fight the Anjanath, or no, I'm sorry, not Anjanath, the Devil Joe in previous games. Fuck that. Um, I never played on handheld, so I never got to experience Devil Joe. Um, Devil Joe sucks. I'm really excited to give old Anjanath a shot. Um... There was a monster. Hold on, I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 
as far as large size monsters go, Devil Joe is definitely it. There was a smaller monster that was very similar to a Velocidrome um, that I saw in a video yesterday. It has the body profile of a Velocidrome, but when it came into the map, it was like, fuck all y'all, and flash-bombed everybody um, from the uh, frills on its head. So... As a small to medium monster, uh, small to medium boss type monster, I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, I, I got really tired in 3 Ultimate of the Yaggies and the Baggies and the Snaggies. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to actually having unique smaller or unique medium difficulty monsters, I want to say. Uh-huh. Um, so that's I, my little spiel. Real quick, I have a video I want to show, and this involves Devil Joe. <laughs> You'll like this. It's it's a classic that I was shown by my friend Scott, okay. who never played Monster Hunter, by the way. He just found it and sent it to me. All right. But uh, check this out. It's from Monster Hunter uh, 3 Ultimate. Is that the highest res- resolution we got? Yeah. The old Giganox. It Jesus Christ. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to show you that since you're talking about uh Devil Joe. I don't I don't I don't know if you've ever seen his gameplay, but uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's cool. But he's, he's like worst day of my life. So, uh, like the thing about Devil Joe is he, he, um, he just comes in. He can come. He can show. If you, even if you're not not actually on a quest to kill him, uh, he'll just randomly appear. It doesn't. There's and there's no warning sometimes, uh, and that's just what happened in that quest. Like he just Showed happened up. to stumble upon him, and he's like, "Damn right." <laughs> Well, the cool thing is now, you know, even though we're not going to be excited about running into him, because I'm sure he's no. going to be uber difficult. Oh my god! Um, the cool thing is with the whole turf war mechanic, you know, he might not be focused on you. He's not going to. Well, as long as the monster is perceived as, or the current monster that you're fighting is perceived as more of a threat, yeah, than, than you are, then he should focus his attention on said monster. So, mm-hmm. I look forward to fighting him. Just because I've never had the opportunity. Yeah. It's, if I remember right, it's not exact. Well, I mean, things will be different this time around, but uh, it's not exactly a very fun fight. And I'm not even talking about he's always hard. It's not fun. No, it's just overall not a very fun fight, in my opinion. Uh, he's a brute wyvern, so he'll have, he'll have a lot more move. He'll have a lot of moves uh, similar to Baroth. Right. Uh, so you might like that. which is my favorite monster. Yeah, you in might series. like that, but however, like I, I just did not enjoy that fight, and it was just really difficult. Okay, even with four people, very difficult. A lot of health. He's a powerhouse, and uh, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking sucks. We's gonna get him. Yeah, yeah. 
That was all I really had, that's, man. That's really all I got. This um, was the Tyler's Topic show. That's okay. You're, you're, you're I, I might be the creative force behind the production of this show, but you're definitely the creative force in terms of like topics. I appreciate that. And you know, like I, I appreciate that because some I don't always have the best things to talk about. So I don't even know if the shit um, I want to talk about is good. I just like to talk. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like to talk too. Uh, before we go, I picked up a couple CDs. Ooh, recently. what we got here? Uh, well, I, I have another one that's not, I, I, I have it on vinyl and it's put away, but I got, uh, of Mice and Men's newest CD. Okay. How's that? Uh, it's really good. It's the first CD without their singer, Austin Carlisle. See, uh, before he left, it was him doing the main vocals, mostly screams, and then their bass player doing all the clean vocals or most of the clean vocals. Um, nice to see a bass player get some recognition. Dude, and he, yeah. And he's a really great singer. Uh, well, Austin Austin left, and now it's just the bass player doing all vocals, and including screams. And I didn't know he could scream. And turns out he is a fucking fantastic and rather unique screamer. So like, I I dig it. I dig it a lot. It's a great CD of Mice and Men Defy. Check it out. Uh, next in line, I have which I've only listened to a couple songs so far. It's off the CD. It's called Avatar Country by the band Avatar. It's a concept album about uh, some king. It's basically like uh, them talking about some war uh, going on with some other king, and the the, the person they got to play the king is their, one of their guitarists. So it's that's funny. The videos have been pretty funny, uh, and it's 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 basically like this. Um, it's all saying the singer is basically like the guy's PR rep. Okay, and he's like talking like trying to hype people up for their king. Uh, so that's interesting. I like Avatar. I haven't heard a lot of Avatar, but the stuff that I have heard I've enjoyed. It's interesting. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're from Stockholm, Sweden. Right. Uh, and I, I, I've seen them twice. First time was up in Fort Wayne opening up for uh, Mushroom Head. I went with my uh, roommate, uh, Captain Keyboard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it, it was just funny. Like He never lives it down. Whenever I'm listening to him, he'll always like start quoting the guy, the singer from that show. He peeks around the corner. Yeah. Have you heard about Bitcoin? Oh my god. Uh, so he'll he'll be like, he'll quote the singer. He'll be like, "How are we doing tonight, Fort Wayne?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like he just like went this entire Wait, time. Wait, is there is there front man Tommy Wiseau? No. <laughs> Damn it. But he's he emulates the crow. It's cool. The the I don't. There's no pictures on that. All but, right. Uh, but he he kept saying, "Do you like metal, Fort Wayne?" Every sentence had ended with Fort Wayne. Um. Then I saw him again. Uh, they headlined the next time I saw them, where we got this flag. That's where I got that from. Signed and all that. Um. That was in Indianapolis at the Vogue. That was a fun show. Okay. Um. Both times. Uh. Our group leader Desiree was with, was there with us. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, she likes going to shows and shit. Uh, she's actually the one who introduced me to Avatar. That's cool. Yep. So uh, that's that's a fun CD. Hopefully, I uh, can't wait. I like the songs I have heard. Can't wait to listen to the rest. Avatar Country by Avatar. Uh, the next CD that I recently purchased is, uh, and I'm a little late to the game on this one. This came out two years ago now, uh, and I never l- really listened to this band before, but I. Uh, I recently heard one of the songs off this, and I'm like, holy shit, I really like it. Uh, it's Thrice from their 2016 album, To Be Every- uh, to, uh, to be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere. Yeah, that. Uh, and I've always really liked Thrice, and yeah. that's one of my favorite Thrice albums. Did they have? Uh, did they do Artists in the, in the Ambulance? 
I think so. Yeah, that's the only song, other song I know by them, and I, it was okay. Uh, but I love this CD. Uh, the first, the first song I heard off of it was uh, "Black Honey," and I actually heard that on Sirius XM. Black Honey's a great fucking uh, song. A year after that came out, uh, not what I expected, but Seether covered it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just like an acoustic show thing. They're like, "Ha ha ha, we're gonna do this because we like the song." So, no, they cover it regularly because when I saw them in Indy last summer. They covered it, and I'm like, really? You're going to play that? But, I mean, they do a really good job, so it kind of made me question, like, did they help write it or something? No, they're literally just covering it, Yep. which is so weird, like, a year after and so closely current, related. Current day thrice is a lot different than yeah, I early noticed. day thrice. Uh, Miranda pointed out that the singer sounds a lot like Dave Grohl. Uh, he can at times. Yeah, he can, definitely. I, 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 normally, I don't agree with her when she says, oh, this sounds like this, and I fight her about it, but this one, I... I I had to agree. <laughs> I had to agree. But the other uh, the other song, I the song that made me want to get this album was called Hurricane. Yep, that's a good f- one. First song on the album. I love that song. So I, I was really happy with that. Have you listened to the whole album? Yes. I was really happy with that whole album. I was When that, when that album came out, I, I've been looking forward to a good Thrice album for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and from... From when I got that CD, or when I downloaded it on Spotify, I never, you know, a lot of times you get an album and you're like, okay, I'm going to skip this song and listen to the yeah. next one. Never once did I did I want to skip through any of the songs. I just listened to the whole album all the way through. Yeah, it's a really fucking good And album. I've really enjoyed it, so I was really impressed. My three favorites on this are uh, Hurricane, Black Honey, so singles so far, and uh, Stay With Me. I'll say that's my three favorite, too. Partners. Partners. Heritage! Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's that's really all I got that's all for I this got. show. So uh, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Um, guys, if you want, if you're not already, please subscribe to the Journey Into Comics Network. Uh, all you got to do is go to Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, other platforms and then uh you subscribe to journey into comics and you get journey into comics you get this amazing show okay i wouldn't go as far as amazing but it's a fun show you'll enjoy it it's a lot it's a blast to do you get podcastrophy you get the poor report you You get get journey into wrestling journey into wrestling you get foodies watching movies the voice of survival uh literature poor report the I think I, I didn't say the poor. I don't know if you said. I think I said it. it, it <laughs> the rundown gets fucking. Why so serious? Uh, you get butt stuff, and last but not least, you get bruised with dudes. And uh, you know there, we have one more show on the network that's that has its own feed, and that is Game Addicts. Go give them a like and subscribe. Um, you can catch us Podcastrophe live every Wednesday at six p.m. Sometimes we'll start a little early for a little pre-show. Have have a little fun there. Uh, join us there every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Look forward here in the near future to us doing our Twitch streaming stuff. Yes. Uh, if you want, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash journey into comics. For $1, you get early access to all the shows as soon as they are edited and available. Uh, and for $3, you get bonus content. And right now, we are doing a special uh, thing until Avengers Infinity War. Every week, we are releasing another... Well, every show has their own 
uh, movie to review in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And every week, in order, until Avengers Infinity War, we are reviewing a movie. So, um, you and I, we are going to do... uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange. Yes. And so, uh, look for that. Uh, Just $3, you get to hear us talk about that shit. Just $3. That's like two pops. It's less than a pack of cigarettes if you smoke. Less than a can of Heritage if (laughs) if you dip that good leaf. Yeah, so hit us up. Check us out. <laughs> Check us out. Uh, there, there, eventually, there might be more stuff on the Patreon. Eventually, Podcastrophy will probably have its own Patreon, and I won't even be supporting the network Patreon. I'll We're like, always going to be supporting be like, the network. No, I won't. I love the, I love the network. Uh, I love everybody on the network. They're so great, and they're so kind, and uh, they're so insightful and helpful and supportive. So... Uh, thank you, everyone on the network, for being there when we need you, and here, here for being awesome all around and putting out great content. Thanks for letting degenerates like me talk on podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks for allowing this bullshit show to happen. Uh, but that is all. That is all, Tyler. Thank you for once again joining me. Thanks for co-host. allowing me back from the dead. <laughs> and if that is it, that is it. That is all. That is all. I say good day. I say good day. Please, everybody, make every day a big dick day. Heritage! Heritage! Day. Gonna be a big dick day